everyone, and welcome to another episode of SchnozCast. This is Bob, joined by Nick Bader. We'll be your host for today. And in store for you, what do we have? We've got a little uh, booze news, some gentlemen's agreement, and pick of the week, as well as a, a retrospective on 200 episodes. I'm totally kidding. I don't have anything. Uh. <laughs> I have nothing prepared. <laughs> All right. Such a tease. Well, we're coming up. We're coming up. Uh, three more episodes will be there. You'll have that put together? I'm going to have it all put together. All right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So if you are looking at the calendar, folks, uh, which I should probably do before I open my mouth up and say the word calendar, uh, today, what is today? We normally don't say the day. But let's just fuck it. Yeah. October 29th, uh, that means that uh, in uh, 1, 2, 3, that's the 19th of November, we'll be going live. So if you're following along with us, and uh, based on the numbers, we know you're not, please <laughs> join us live on November 19th. We will be uh, live streaming onto Facebook and YouTube. No, just YouTube? Yeah. <laughs> I like, guess. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, if it was up to me, uh, both, but... Uh, it's up to our videographer. Yeah. So plan on YouTube for sure. Uh, we'll try to see if we could do some sort of simulcast live stream. If not, it, that may be after the fact on, on Facebook. But for sure, uh, going live on YouTube. So where can you find us? Uh, folks, you can uh, you can find us out here each and every week on the streaming services, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else where you can get a goddamn podcast. You can also follow us on social media on, on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Schnozcast. I'm looking at Corey now because later on he's going to put in the bloop, bloop, right underneath my face. That no, says, it's happening right now as we it? speak. <laughs> it's going to be right below you're taking me. the You're taking the food right out of the baby bird's mouth is what you're doing. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I don't want to break down the fourth wall. I mean, it's it's right that here. That is true. Let's let's keep all pretense. And and if you want to know where you can find us, it's right up here. <laughs> Right up here. Well said. Uh, you can also email us at schnozcast at gmail.com, or you can call us or text us anytime, day or night, at 618-SHOCKER. The Shocker line is always open and ready for your calls and texts. <laughs> Questions and queries. Gripes and bitches. <laughs> <laughs> let's keep going. Uh, likes and dislikes. That's, let's let's right, do let's too much. Stop. Yeah. Okay. Uh, if you are new to the podcast, which after 197 episodes, come on now. What the fuck took you so long? Seriously. Uh, we, we're we're going to do a shot here. We uh, typically, uh, in an hour of podcasts, we'll do, let's say, seven or eight of these things. Mm. Uh, so please join us now if you are, let's say, you are you just got in from uh, shoveling the snow. Yeah. <laughs> are you waiting for me to say something as well? Yeah. This is So there's the two of us here. We generally uh, play off each other. Oh, okay. I didn't know. I thought uh, you had You just got out of the shower. Uh, perhaps you're drinking some coffee. There you go. And you want to put a little uh, a little go juice in that coffee. Uh, maybe the boss is breathing down your neck all week long. That's right. And you deserve and, it. And even though it's a Tuesday, <laughs> and you it's fucking deserved it. It's 11 a.m. on a Tuesday. Doesn't matter. It's, a, it's been a long, hard week. Yes, it has. So please join us. Uh, we got a little shooter here. I think it's just going to be fireball all night long. But uh, we, we've set up an elaborate uh, Rube Goldberg machine of shot doing and drink taking uh, while Nick and I are soloing this jobby over the cliff. We, we will take the words of Mr. Lionel Richie uh, in regards to our fireball tonight. We're dancing on the ceiling? I was going to say, <laughs> we're going to be doing it all night long, not dancing on the ceiling, but... <laughs> 
<laughs> it's funny that you read my mind. You can't sit back like that. Cheers. Cheers. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Smooth as a baby's bottom. It needed that 10 minutes at room temperature. Oh. Otherwise, it would have been way too cold. Yeah, that's very true. You don't want that esophageal freezing. Nick, I'm going to wash that down with a icy cold Austin Brothers Alpina Amber. If you're looking for beer, choose Austin Brothers. <sighs> that's their official commercial, by the way. Would it be awesome if we got an email from them like next week? <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> you guys are naturals. Hey, you guys. <laughs> Watch for our radio show. Guys and gals, we've been watching your show. We think that's fantastic. <laughs> Uh, all right, so there's normally four of us on this show, but uh, tonight, uh, Nick and or Nick, Corey and Todd are taking care of some family business. Not the same family, two separate families Little at the same time, simultaneous family loving mm-hmm. going on. So we decided we were going to hold on the fort and uh, continue because that's what professionals do. Can you, can you turn my mic up a little bit more? Absolutely. On this side, there, there you go. No, that's uh, I don't think that's my mic. We'll find out. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> Uh, so I'm three now, right? I'm the pink. I'm the pink one. Oh, there oh, you, you are go. the there three. You yeah, you are three. There we go. Perfect. Yep. I'm gonna put you all the way up toward the top. Oh no, I won't. By the ceiling, <laughs> dancing. And In then fact. you're gonna tell me next week. Oh, you, you're you, way you too loud. Scream all yeah, the time. I, had to, I had to jack your volume all the way down. <laughs> um, so yeah, we uh, so we were we were originally gonna be it was gonna be me, Nick, and Todd. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Todd had a, a last minute thing. He actually called me last night. Uh, to chat about because today was today uh, tonight actually is the Michigan Michigan State football game, and he's like, "Hey man, I'm not in Seattle. I'm out, I'm down in California. How the fuck do I watch this game? Wh- where do I go? How do I get it?" And I'm like, "Dude, you could go YouTube TV, you can go Hulu with live TV, whatever you got to do. You just got to make sure that because you're not in your home area code uh, that the or zip code that they'll let you do it." So he's like, "All right, I appreciate that, brother." Um, so he's like, "Hey, here's what I got going on." I might not, I brought all my equipment. I might not be able to make it. And I'm like, sweet. I will immediately count on you not being there yeah. and try to put a contingency plan together, which is when I started texting everybody we knew. I I believe um, last year when I was working with Uncle Mike, I think the MSU U of M game fell in like November or something. Um, yeah, Jan- uh, October, November time frame? Because there was a huge snowstorm, and we were working in Ann Arbor. Okay. And I remember he sent me out, and I told you guys this at the time, but yeah. he had sent me out to get, like, cups. <laughs> like, something yeah. like, oh, I didn't realize we were going to run out of cups for this job. Can you go get disposable cups at Gordon's? There's one a mile away. I'm right. Like, so I put it in, sure shit, 1.7 miles away. I'm like, okay, we're doing this personal chef job at some... High-end house smack dab in the middle of campus at, mm-hmm. in Ann Arbor. And it was it, right in the asshole of a snowstorm. And as I left... You realize you that's going to be the title of this episode. Yeah. <laughs> as I, like, if you had... If you were, like, 97 and had horrible dander, and you peeled apart your ass cheeks, that's what kind of <laughs> snowstorm this was, because it was everywhere. White stuff was fine. Nick Bader knows how to paint a word picture. I'm telling you. And... I thought it was bad trying to get to Gordon's. Like, my truck's sliding all over the place, and it's just that really, like, those thick flakes that look like fucking white paper plates coming down, you know? Paper plates? Yeah. Okay. And uh, 
And so I finally get to Gordon's. I'm like, thank God. And I like slide into the parking lot. And I was like, like, bing, bing, welcome to Gordon's. I'm like, oh, thank God. So I get like the little cups and I go back out. And then they release everyone from the stadium because the game had ended. It had just ended while I was in Gordon's one point. They weren't like held prisoner and then released. No, no, no. no. The game had ended. And U of M won. Oh, at uh, home, I believe they might. They may have. Um, either they won and they were very excited, or they were very hyper because they did not win. <laughs> regardless, yeah, that, that happens a lot. Yeah, regardless, you get hyper when you don't win. Holy shit! It took me forty-five minutes to go one point five miles. Yeah, I have never seen shit like that in my life. It was. The police were blocking every road. People were going down side streets. People were driving up on the grass, uh, one-way roads. People were trying to – that you can only fit one car down. People were trying to squeeze by. I mean, it was just a fucking shit show. At one point, I was, like, counting snowflakes because the car was not moving for so long. And these kids came strolling by, and they're like, Hey, you want a beer? And I'm like – Yes, I do. Thank uh, so you so it much. Was so tempting. But Go there, blue. There was the state police was everywhere. They're like standing next they, to my car. But they had so many, so much bigger fish to fry. I understand. That. Some guy with cups in a truck trying to get back to his all his I need chef is job. him and his fucking uh, traffic coat just to be like, yeah, pull it over there. No, you know? no, that would never have happened. You were the least of their concerns. I know, but it it was the worst. It was the worst and the best because yeah. it reminded me of when I used to go party at MSU. And it just, I was living vicariously, like, thinking, like, they're having a blast right now. They are having so much fun. Like, they're going to house parties. They're doing all this shit. And I got to go back Lighting to this. Lighting couches on fire. I got to go back to this fucking place and serve up fucking prime rib, you know. And That's, I'm like. That sounds horrible. It, it was because <laughs> I was working. <laughs> but I just wanted to be like, take me with you. I would just leave my truck here. And I just, mean, knowing what you know now. Uh, I'm sure you would have been like, yeah, let me just park my truck in this parking lot. And I uh, should I'll, have. I'll go right. Yeah, let's go. I'm not. And that's what the thing. dorm are we going to? I, I'm, fellas? I'm not the uh, the free spirited, make new friends kind of, you know, as I'm sure Tony would say, like, Nick's a great guy once you get to know him. <laughs> <laughs> At first, he seems like a real asshole. <laughs> but once you know him, he'd give you the shirt off his back. And I'm like, yeah, this is this is truer words have never been spoken. Yeah, we, we we really need to start taking an attack like this when we're trying to sell the podcast <laughs> and try to recruit listeners, explaining yeah. how big of assholes we are. Hey, you know what, man? Some of the biggest assholes are people that you want to follow and watch. I mean, <laughs> you do. Yeah. yeah. I mean, think about celeb- sure. celebrities. There's a lot of people that uh, follow assholes, amazing comedians that are just dicks. That yeah, they're just they. Rip but they're into, famous. Well, they we're just at one point they were unfamous not fam- assholes. They were not famous at one point. They may have been assholes at the time, but no one was following them. <laughs> so it's like uh, it's like Jerry Seinfeld when Kesha <sighs> came up to hug him. She, oh my God, Jerry Seinfeld! She he goes oh he, he, hello. He was doing an interview <laughs> yeah. with E, and she goes oh oh can I give you a hug? He goes no thanks. <laughs> and she goes what? Can can I just hug you? Uh, no thank you. I'm good. Right. Now, uh, <laughs> he goes, uh, if you don't know who Kesha is, uh, she she's a, a very, very attractive singer. <laughs> yeah. 
and she was also on the red carpet, meaning that she, she was had to be famous yeah. to be there. But Jerry Seinfeld <laughs> is the kind of person that doesn't give a fuck who you are, where you came from. It, it, it's funny when you watch other. Well, this is kind of an odd tangent to go to, off onto, but uh, when you watch celebrity interviews or celebrities on the red carpet, like sometimes you'll see them like fanboy out over, like, "Oh my god, look at that! Oh my god!" That's always the coolest thing to see because that that makes them relatable. They're like us. That's what I they're, would be doing. If I, yeah, if I had seen Jack Nicholson right there, oh my god! I'm like, oh my god! It's Jack Nicholson, and some celebrities do that, but Jerry Seinfeld is not, is not like those celebrities. No. He's just like, I don't know you. Well, no. because you can also see, if you know anything about his show and watching Seinfeld, that a lot of the humor in his show was from his everyday life. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I've often told people, the handshake is done. It's over. Yeah. You know, we're, we're, well, this is too much, you know. Yeah. Too strong, too sweaty, uh, coming in from too far away. You know, like how he always said all the different handshakes. And I feel like, uh, you know, the whole episode of him, like, don't put my picture up in the building. Now I got to kiss everyone. You know, the kiss yeah. hello. I got to kiss everyone. I'm like Richard Dawson down there now. <laughs> He's like, everyone kisses me when they. So I can imagine that that quirk is literally comes from his everyday life. He, he has convinced you and, and me as well that his his comedy, his humor comes from a very, very real place like there's probably not a ton of difference between Jerry Seinfeld on the show and Jerry Seinfeld the person. And that's that's what I'm saying. He pulls the comedy. Like he'll he'll tell like the behind the scenes uh like if you've ever seen interviews or w- if you've watched the extra episodes of Seinfeld where uh like he'll do the dubbing over it with Larry David. Yeah. And they'll say like, "Oh, that's really funny." Um so if you ever had the the Seinfeld DVDs, there were episodes with commentary and it was either Jerry or Larry David talking in the background or both of them. And they would say things like, oh, this is this is really funny. This is uh, this, this guy's coming up on the screen right now that uh, has never been on the show. Yeah. And so now Elaine's going to say something to me to start a whole transition <laughs> into this story. Like, oh, didn't you say your friend had cancer? Oh, it's a, you know. And so, yeah. and he would say like during that as well, he would say like, Oh, the hug thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, so that was actually a friend of mine in, in Larry David's yeah. uh, who would not hug people. So they would take bits and pieces. Like I would take your, maybe it didn't happen to me, uh, but I would take your funny uh, chili story that yeah. you vacuumed up on the floor and say, that would be a great episode, you know? Yeah. But I feel like with him, with everything he does with a whole episode about the kiss hello, he talks about handshakes, he's, he's very clean, He's cleanly, the cleanliness is a big thing for him on the show. Right. I feel a lot of that rings true, and that's probably why he didn't want to hug a stranger, because he was like, uh, no, I don't know you, Why I don't want to hug you. But, but the curious thing is, he didn't ask her who, what her name was or who she was, he didn't ask anybody else, who is that? No, she said, she goes out, she's, oh, it's, um, it's Kesha, hey, nice Oh, no, she, did she? She, she, she said, said who she was? I, I thought so, but I remember she walked away, and he goes, I'm sorry, I don't know who he, that is. Well, if she did say her name, she didn't say clearly enough or introduce herself in such a way that he would, because he still, afterward, he was like, I don't know who that was. He said to her, uh, the interviewer, he said, yeah. Who she, is that? She goes, what is yeah. that? He goes, who, who is that? Yeah. And they she, started, la- it to she started laughing, and she yeah. goes, that's Kesha. He goes, I don't know who that is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, so even if she said, I'm Kesha, he'd have been like, that means nothing to me. No. Yeah. Yeah, because you have to imagine that, you know, from the small, little, tiny, minuscule 
portion of what we've experienced from anything relatable to that. No, don't even. No, no, no. I'm not even. Be, I'm not. We're not in the same fucking universe. I get it. No, yeah. But we. I remember uh, we were at Ray's one night, and somebody. I think uh, it might have been. I will just say somebody had come up. To, yeah, <laughs> he, yeah. Names will not be said. But somebody came up to you and was like, "Oh my god!" Uh, and you guys did this in this episode. Blah, blah, blah. I remember you looked at me and you're like. Hey man, this is like really cool. Oh, you're like, dude, freak you're like, me out. This is really weird. I don't. This is this is. It weird. was it was simultaneously really cool and really kind of freaky. So imagine on a scale where you are a household name. Yeah, that it makes perfect sense that like people see you and they hear you, and we experience a, a tiny bit of that. Like uh, uh, it's super fucking minuscule. No, I know I understand that, but yeah. like when we went to the wedding. And we have people standing yes. next. We have people yeah. standing next to us that are like, "Yeah, Corey's oh, wedding." Yeah. Oh, I remember that. I remember you guys talked about that. And I was like, "I'm sorry, who are you?" Like, I don't. Yeah, people think because they can see you or they can hear you, and or they've listened to us for a episode, lot, yeah, lots of episodes that that, that, that they you're know us. that you're touchable, right? And they know us, and therefore we know them. And for us, from the inside looking out. We, we're like, we have no idea who you are. So, yeah. like, it's just like uh, a favorite TV series. You could go up to Matthew Perry and be like, oh, remember that one time on Friends? Oh, yeah. And he would be like, who are did you, stranger? Did you hear that he is just put on a new memoir? A new memoir? His, his only memoir about his, all his addiction of, and everything? All the problems yeah. that he's had and experiences. That's with good. The, I think that's going to be good for him. I, I think you should read it. I haven't, but I think that's going to be I good think for you him. should. Because he, he was... He, I mean, he was like the star of that show, and when they did, when they did the thing with the the friends reunion, quote unquote, yeah, and I mean, he just looked like a train wreck. And they said that was it in that or was it in something else that I watched that they said that he was the reason he like got into drugs and stuff is because like if he didn't make people laugh on the show, like it was. A huge, huge thing for him. People who are comedians, whether you're a stand-up comedian or whether you are known for your comedy, and let's say you're you're a, you're a comedic actor, right, or or a comedic actress. Um, every single thing that I've watched about documentaries or interviews with those types of people, mm-hmm. they all, to a man or to a woman say that getting the laugh ha, ha, and not getting the laugh is the difference between you know like a like a like a uh drinker's high or a smoker's high and and the lowest you could possibly be that they that their whole worth they place on whether or not they can or cannot get that laugh well the crazy part about it with him was that like he was not cast as a uh physical comedy actor like he was just cast as the role, and then they started to realize that he kind of had a Kramer effect. Yeah, when he would even enter the room, like uh, uh, Jerry said on Seinfeld, he said, "You know, after we got like halfway through, like maybe season four or something." Yeah, he said it was pretty distracting. He said the second, um, you know, Kramer would even walk in. Yeah, we'd the, have to pause. The audience he, would like stand and clap because yeah, because it would this roar would erupt. He said it's slightly distracting. You can see it in the show. You know, we have to like stop, yeah. and he hasn't even done anything yet. You know, right? And with Matthew Perry, 
uh, people were on the edge of their seats because he branded himself as this smart ass with a one liner. Well, he earned it. But he, he didn't write the lines, right, but he yeah. delivered them in such a way that he sold them. And it, it's a it's it's the they call it the devil's bargain. Yeah. Right. If you if you were like any of the people that are on Friends, Corey would be he would be appalled at how much time we're spending on. Friends. Well, you know, but he's not here. So we're going to keep on. And going. you guys could talk about hockey while I'm absolutely not there. Yeah. Uh, every single one of the actors and actresses who were on Friends had languished in. Uh, failed sitcoms, uh, things that were they were supposed to be the next next big thing, and it didn't pan out. They all were looking for that break. So, the devil's bargain is when you finally land a show that you know when they were cast on Friends, they did not know what it would become, but it, it just uh-huh. became that thing due to great writing, great acting, just the the happenstance of putting those six people together and having the chemistry that that they did. You know. I'm sure that if you had interviewed every single one of them before they started filming season one, they would have said that they would have killed to be that person to get that kind of response when they walked on the set of the show. But once you once you get it, now it's a like, oh my God, now what do I do? But I think a lot of that was part of his character uh, as a person as well because I think they said that he eventually had input on what Chandler might say and what he might do. I don't think it was totally like they wrote the lines and he just delivered them. I think after a certain, because you can see in like a lot of the bloopers and things like that, yeah, that he does stuff that Chandler would actually do, but that's his personality. and Like he's, he jokes around and shit like that in real life. Well, but, but don't be fooled. The, the, the writers for friends were, very, very famous for being great writers. Oh, yeah. That's why no. they were hired. Sure. And so they may have constructed the shoot of the show, uh, the tapings of the show, to to give him ample opportunity to riff, or let's say do it as written the first time, and then we're going to do it a couple more takes, and if you want to improv. And, you know, they, they know what a good improv artist he was, and obviously as the season, seasons went on, they knew that how well he knew the character to the point where he could come up with great shit. And I'm sure that, but but the whether they used any of that stuff or whether they only used the scripted stuff was up to the writers and the director. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. He, I, I'm sure he didn't get, like, I, I'm a co-writer now, or, or what no, I no, say, no, what no. I want to go in the show. Like, he, he just, they, they may have given him a lot more latitude because he was so good at what he did that they would, would have been fools not to see, like, what else he could come up with to make the show even Like, better. to give you, for instance, there was... Um, I love how, how deep into Friends this is going. Yeah. And how how angry Corey's going <laughs> to be oh, when he... Fuck. The video, Jesus Christ, you're still talking about Friends. That was a horrible episode. Yeah. Um, no, but like to give you, for instance, like a window into his personality, like... Um, and and uh, Joey's character, uh, who, uh, LeBlanc, yeah. Matt LeBlanc, um, he was actually more of a smartass, too, in real life um, than his character, obviously. But... To give you an idea about Matthew Perry, like one of this, one of the blooper reels, um, Joey was trying to run into the coffee shop and tell Phoebe something. He's like, Phoebe, Phoebe, and he came running in. And the first time he did it, he bit, he bit it, and fucking fell onto the floor. I've seen that. Yeah. And he kept doing it like two or three times and messing it up. And then finally, the third time, like he got it right. 
Right. And Matthew Perry came running in and like did a somersault onto the floor. Yeah. And everyone just lost it and started laughing and he obviously making fun of Matt LeBlanc. So, and I don't, that's not something you would see Lisa Kudrow doing, you know, but I think that's a lot of his personality is shared with his character. So I think it probably resonated when he didn't get a laugh because it was like people didn't like him. You know, he thought. I'm sure he took it very, very personally. And he said that. He said it was like a drug. He said if he came out and he hit something and people laughed, it was like. Well, man, man, everybody, every single comedic. Uh, every single stand-up comedian I've ever seen interviewed, and I've, I've read and watched a ton of them. Actors who are stage actors, they 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 will go on and on about the feeling that you get, and how it's it's something that that convinced them. Like I want to do this forever. I want this to be my job because there's no better feeling than you hitting that note and getting applause from you know hundreds or thousands of people. That you, like you and I will probably never experience that. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> like, but That's I mean, very it's, true. It's a lot of the actor, like, and and probably the directors have a lot to do with it too. Because yeah. maybe the first five times he didn't deliver something correctly, and they're like, "This is how we want you to deliver." Yeah. Because uh, one one scene stands out in my mind when Joey says something really fucking stupid, and Matthew Perry looks at him and he's like. You're supposed to stop the Q-tip when there's resistance. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, that got a huge laugh, you know. But if, yeah. if he had just said, hey, stop the Q-tip when there's resistance, like it wouldn't have resonated as much unless he did it in that Chandler-esque tone, yeah. you know. So I think I think there's a lot to be said by the writers, the directors, and the cast. Uh, go ahead and start opening your cooler. Oh, you've already got this other? Okay, so i got to pour mine. Yep. Uh, I just want to go back real quick to... A go ahead and open your Yeti. <laughs> A a point that you made earlier uh, about Jerry Seinfeld. I don't know if you've ever seen this, but on HBO, you can actually find it, the whole thing on YouTube for free. There was a television uh, special that was done on HBO called Talking Funny. Mm -hmm. And uh, this was in 2011. So it, it was a number of years ago. The world is different now. But this was Jerry Seinfeld, Ricky Gervais. Ooh. Chris Rock and Louis C.K. Okay. Prior to Louis' uh, 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 involuntary exile due to Me Too, um, which, you know, he's trying to make a comeback now. But uh, at the time, they were all like the top four Mm -hmm. um, comedians who were still working in stand up, but had also had success in other areas. Yeah. They all got together in an HBO special just to talk about, um, just to talk about being funny and what that means. And Should I put this back in the cooler? Uh, no, no, no. Okay. no. Uh, hold on, I'm pouring right now. All right, but uh, but if you have not watched it, especially if you're a fan of either of those four gentlemen or or just comedy in general, I cannot recommend this enough. I think I've watched it probably six or seven uh, times. Really? Yeah it it is uh, very unfiltered. The four of them just sitting in a room each in their chairs sharing stories and talking about what what makes it possible for them to do what they do why someone like chris rock can use the n word in a show where like jerry never would but louis ck can as well and they and and jerry doesn't understand that 
it, it's really, really fascinating. So d- definitely check it out. You can find it on YouTube or HBO. Another shot, ladies and gentlemen. Cheers. It's been 20 minutes. Yeah. Time enough. I also wanted to say. Yeah. Um, a lot of the stuff that we've been doing is talking about like behind the scenes stuff for things that we like, like shows like Friends. Yep. Or TV shows and movies that we like. Uh, I love that shit. Back in the day buying like when DVDs first came out or even today when there's like special features about like the making of how they shot this. I love watching stuff like that. Lori cannot cannot stand it. She doesn't like breaking down that wall? No. She has no interest at all. She doesn't even like to see a trailer for a movie coming up. Which well, I don't. That's slightly I don't, different. Well, sometimes trailers can reveal way too much about the movie. I get that, but that's different it, but than like the behind the scenes, right? A movie that you should have seen, and now like, do you have any interest in how they did it? She's like, nope, no interest at all. <laughs> I don't want to know how they made the sausage. I'm like, I want to know how the sausage is made. Yes, I find that shit fascinating, especially if it's something that I really like, or I have questions like, or I've just watched it. And I'm like, man, I have no idea how they did that. It's like a magic trick. I, I used that analogy at work this past week, actually. What's that? The sausage analogy. Did you? Uh, In the right way, I hope. Explain. Please. The guy, uh, one of the guys. Was, that used <laughs> okay, I'm in the bathroom. Yeah. And. <laughs> one, of the, one, of the, yeah. one of the guys used to be a manager. Uh, yeah. And the guy that trained me. And he was a manager, and he left, and he came back and said, I don't want to be a manager, but he still does manager things. And I'm pretty sure he's still paid as one. Manager things. Yeah. Okay. And so he does like a lot of behind the, behind the scenes, like analytics, and um, he does a lot of uh, crunching numbers and things like that. And so he's seen, in his words, how quickly I've progressed in two and a half months. And he's like, hey, man, why don't you come over here for a second? And he's only there till about 11 because he comes in super early in the morning. And he's like, uh, wait, he leaves at 11 a.m.? Yeah. And you have to work how many hours a day? Eight. So he came in at three in the morning. Yeah, are you fucking kidding me? No, this is voluntary, or he's on like the night shift. This is uh, the shift that they have him on, and uh, he enjoys it. So Jesus, okay, yeah. He so, um, so he's like, I, I know basically now you're coming in at eleven o'clock or ten thirty, and he's like, but this is some of the stuff you see how frustrated I get like on Monday mornings, and I'm doing this and this and using all technical terms. He's like. Do you have any interest in, like, what I do? Because um, I think you'd be really good at it. What does he do? Oh, the crunching of the numbers. So he does the crunching of the numbers. He does, like, the analytics, the behind the scenes, the um, uh, sending out, like, um, graphs and th- things like what is already done for our podcast, like, through a program. Like, oh. he puts together that kind You're of stuff. You're talking about all the analytics for the, the, the sites that we use to host the episode and Telling us how many demographics we have, and things how many like downloads. That. Gotcha. He okay. does that, but actually puts it together and and um, does that kind of stuff. Okay. And whereas the dispatchers are basically just dispatching trucks and making sure numbers are in right. They're, and tra- they're traffic cops, really, yeah. making sure that everything keeps running smoothly. And he is uh, almost like a, a double checker. Like, he yeah. goes behind the scenes and says, okay, I'm going to watch the watchers. And yeah. I'm going to fix this, and I'm going to fix this. Dude, I could totally see you 
And he's like, I feel like this is something you'd be really good at. And yeah. he's like, uh, if you have any interest at all. And I said, no, 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 absolutely. So he starts. How much does that pay? <laughs> yeah. Did you ask the question? I, I thought it was a little premature. No. And Sometimes, right, let's, let's, let's talk turkey. And so. <laughs> what kind of a raise is in it for me? So he brought, he brought me behind uh, his desk and he's like, da, 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 this is what you're supposed to do. And this is the screen and this is the login for this and this is how we do this. And I'm like, huh? Uh-huh. Does, does he have like a background in analytics or, or data analysis of he, some kind? Yeah, he, yeah, he does. He's, um. Uh, he's been doing this for quite some time too. I okay. think like 14 years or something like that. So um, like, I, I know he can go anywhere. I mean, he was talking about like, there's a, some huge job in Nashville. He's like, I could totally go down there and fucking make six figures. He's like, it's crazy. So anyhow, so listen to this guy. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he starts showing me and he's like, this is just like a little, little tiny corpusole of like kind of what we do. And uh, is that the right word? I was just going to say, this might be the first time that anyone's used the word corpuscle on the podcast. Yeah. And kudos to you, my friend. Okay. Uh, well, well played. And uh, so he's like, um, he's like, uh, he's like, this is what we do. And da, da, da. so he showed me like crash course, 10 minutes. I'm like, okay. And I'm like, Josh. It, it, I got it. I can, can do your job. Can I? Go home. It, he's like, well. I'm he's Nick like, Bader. He's like, I'm about to take off. He said. <laughs> oh. Is my dream coming true? Did I call it? No, he's like, I'm, oh. gonna, I'm about to take off. He's like, uh, he goes, but I'm like, he's like, listen, first and foremost, when everything gets slow tonight, because you work from like 11 to like 7.30 at night, and we don't have as many loads and as much going on towards the end of the night. He's like, when things get slow, if you got some time, try and do this. And I'm like, dude, I don't want to. He's <laughs> this like. This fucking guy. He goes, listen. He, he goes, makes it sound like he's like, okay, I know you're working until 11 tonight. And after that, you go to the Seven Eleven on the corner of Van Board and Wick, and you get a Slim Jim. Pick, and then you go home. Yeah. After that, just just listen to what I'm saying. When the you. pay when the payphone rings, <laughs> on the third ring, answer it. Hello. It would have creeped me out this with this guy talking. I can see you. Turn left. <laughs> Wait for that car. Ready go. now. Now turn left now. So, so he said, I have to go and recorrect these. These certain things. I have to do this. He said, no matter what. So if you fuck it up, doesn't matter because I have to fix it anyhow. Yeah. He's like, so take a stab at it and write down the serial numbers of each transaction that you do. Mm -hmm. And I'll come in the morning and I'll see what happens. So I'm like, all right. So I did like 25 of them. Probably took me 45 minutes. Okay. And, um... Left it on a note on his desk. Said, let me know. Came in the next day. He wasn't there. I'm like, son of a bitch. The fuck? Hoodwinked me. The next day. I've been hornswoggled. He's there. He's doing all kinds of fucking shit. And I finally Does this up. dude have like eight monitors like all in a row? Oh, yeah. Does he really? He's got three, but we all do. Okay. And so I go, Josh. He asked me something. He goes, hey, Nick, can you blah, blah, blah? I said, yeah, Josh, I got no problem doing that. I said, but if you could Shit, go ahead. I was ahead. kind of expecting his name to be like Warlock or no, something like that. No. <laughs> I said, but if you could go ahead and remember when you told me uh, I'm going to teach you this cool new thing and write down all these fucking confusing numbers and then the yeah. next morning I'll tell you if you did a good job or not and then you completely that was like four days ago? disregarded it. And yeah. he's, oh, but yeah, I'm, I'm really sorry, bud. You're, you're absolutely right. I did fucking tell you that. And uh it, I didn't have a chance to leave you a note again, but I did check all the numbers and everything was correct. You did, you did it absolutely right. And I'm like, what? And he's like, 
yeah, you, you did it right. That's what you tell someone when you fucking didn't look at those numbers. <laughs> you fucking forgot about it completely. Like, the, you were 100% the correct. The funny thing is. Get out of my office. Is the lead, the lead person on the afternoon shift, yeah. who's not quite as seasoned as this guy. There's no chance that people that you're listening, that you work with. Well, it doesn't matter. They, I'm not giving specifics. So okay. But the lead person, I said, I don't know if I'm doing this right. Just this is what I did. And he's yeah. like, well, I'm going to check three random numbers. And he checked them. And he's like, yeah, you did it right. Nice. Um. But Josh, and by the way, all those people you work with would have to get through all that friends talk to get to this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're not listening to it. No. Me. But Josh did tell me, he goes, if you end up mastering this, he goes, right now, at this point, at one point there were several people doing this. He said, right now it's only me. He said, but if you can figure this out, he's like, that is a huge feather in your cap, my friend. He's like, as far as this company is concerned, he's like, that's a big deal. As far as that industry or that type of work is concerned, I, I think it's 100%, and I know that Todd would tell you the same thing. If you can find an area that you work in that is having trouble, where like people are like, "This sucks," it's not being run right. It's the thing no one wants to the, do. Yes, the, the, yeah, the redheaded stepchild. If you think that just by sheer willpower alone and your ability to learn new things that you can turn that shit around, that's the shit that you latch on to. And that's kind of how I am, and I find it interesting. Uh, Let me take this. Take this thing that everybody hates and mm -hmm. i'm going to make it into something that everybody loves you will have a job forever whether it's at this company or another company in the same industry but that is the way that you prove to people that you are T todd dylan i know i'm getting off real you've and, told me many times that he finds the one thing that everybody hates and he yeah but, that, but then he lets everybody know that he works for like hey if you have any problems Day or night, doesn't matter what time. It could be in a weekend, could be three in the morning. It, and you've got somebody like angry customers, and you're like, we have to deliver bad news. I'm your man. I will do it. You just call me. And that's how he, that's how he got a helicopter. So, <laughs> so to come uh, extremely full circle around a, a 12 mile bend. Yeah. Um, so he stopped back at my desk and said, hey, man, I'm, I'm really sorry. If this is not something you're interested in, don't feel that you need to. I said, listen, let me cut you off right there. I said, normal people are fine coming in and eating the sausage and thinking it tastes delicious. I said, I'm the guy that wants to know what goes into it. I said, I want to know how the sausage is made. He's like, yeah, fuck yeah. He's like, I, I, I'm the same way. I get that. Oh, full circle. I'm like, well not, not only with something like this, but literally I've had to. Figure oh, out how oh, the sausage no, is no, made no. and grind it and oh, actually make no. it myself. So, so yeah, I, I you you broke the fourth wall of your own I, sausage I, analogy. I, I enjoy the all-encompassing sausage <laughs> efforts. <laughs> I do. Oh. <laughs> I'm I'm not okay with just being like, nope. I don't care what's in this nugget. It's fine. Yeah, I was good up until you blew that fourth wall apart. With your, <laughs> I was an actual chef working with actual sausage. But he, but he'll and say, "I was probably like, what?" No, he'll <laughs> he'll say they'll say constantly. People at work will be like, "Hey, didn't you, didn't weren't you like a sous chef?" Like, hey, how do I do blah 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 blah? And I'm like, oh. how, do I, "How do I make a reduction?" And he'll come up to me all the time, and be like, "Hey, were were you law enforcement?" I'm like, yeah, he's like. I got this issue. Uh, do you think that you could? And I'll be like, yeah, this is what you got to do. This is I get this issue. My cousin, my cousin was pulled over for drunk driving. <laughs> yeah. But I also need to make a make a nice remoulade. How can <laughs> I do both of those things in the same thirty minute window? Yeah. Oh man. Yes. <laughs> a thousand times. Should, yes. Should we go back to friends? <laughs> we can. 
Um, I did want to. <clears throat> let's just see how far we can go before we get into any actual segments. Yeah. No. What I wanted to ask you, though, yeah, honestly, yeah. What I want to ask you was: Did you end up watching the Netflix Dahmer thing, the big Dahmer craze on I, Netflix? No, I did not. You didn't. No. I, I have no interest. You're not in a that. serial killer. No, I never of. have been. Okay. And I think that I think that you guys know that. We like do you, now. You, we never no, used to. No, you totally have. I've, this is not a secret. I, saying, I will watch documentaries we, that you assigned to me, but documentaries yeah, about I've made enough wisecracks about spec- getting. We didn't specifically assign things to you thinking you were going to hate it. We didn't know that you had this like, yeah. aversion to. It, 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 I, it holds no interest for me whatsoever. Okay. Is it, whatsoever. Is it an interest thing? Uh or is it like documentaries about ser- serial kill- uh, serial killers? No. Or is I, it, it holds like no interest? Is it like uh, an empath thing? Do you? Is it so cringeworthy that you just don't enjoy it? Because there are people that are have em- em- like empathetic qualities that can't like physically can't watch things like that because it it almost pains them. They're like, I don't enjoy it. this. Is like horrible. I don't want to watch this. Maybe. Like but my aunt, maybe. Um, my aunt is one of those people. She's, um, and it's 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 very specific. Uh, people that can be empaths are very different. They don't like hearing about horrible things. Like there, I know it sounds weird that someone would want to hear about horrible things, but they don't. They they don't want to see people getting hurt. They don't want to see animals getting hurt. They yeah. don't. It's something that it's just. It's it's almost like an ick factor. It's like I no, I don't want anything to do with that. It's it's more than. I'm not interested. It's um, this bothers me. I don't want to watch it. I would like to think that it's because when I watch a documentary, I want to learn something. Yeah, I want it to be educational. Okay, I, I love those are the documentaries I really like. Mm-hmm. I don't find documentaries about serial killers to be educational. They just aren't. Yeah, uh, unless unless you're trying to educate me as to like. What kind of van not to get into if uh, I'm, <laughs> if I'm lured in some way by some delicious chocolate candy? Um, but probably you're right. Probably at, at its root, I I, I I am very empathetic toward. Um, it doesn't have to be anything specific. S- strangers or people in in need, uh, even family members, uh, and hopefully that's hopefully I pass that down to my kids. But I, I I I I'm looking. Uh, I'm trying to put a highbrow spin on it to say, like, no, 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 I, I, I want to be edu- educated. And, right. And I don't feel like I'm getting the education on. When when I hear you describe them, yeah. it makes me think that you have some em- empath, empathetic qualities. Because when you describe them, you're like. My kids? <laughs> no. <laughs> when you describe having oh. to watch these documentaries yeah. or these movies, it, it almost. It pains you like it sounds like you're like it was. I I, I don't in, you I don't want right. I don't want to see that. Like it, you're it like I don't want to. I get no pleasure from watching. It. Yeah, I don't want that. Yeah. Like it almost like you're like ah, like you know, like I feel like there's spiders on my skin. I don't want to watch that. You know, not that you're afraid yeah. of it, but that you don't want to see people being hurt or mauled. Well, there's or, there's, there's no sympathetic character for me to to identify with. Right. That's probably the long and the short of it. It makes sense. Uh, like I said, my aunt's the same way. I, I'm, for yeah. whatever reason, wired the opposite. Um, I, I've done those, like, uh, you know, you may be a sociopath if if you fit these qualities, and I <laughs> somehow fit a lot of those qualities. Uh, That's a conversation I find myself just having to, like, crawl my way out of. 
to, to this to this day, I don't uh, believe I'm a sociopath. I don't think I'm a sociopath. Um, but they say like um, <laughs> discuss. <laughs> they say that people that um, that a lot of tendencies I share with either psycho or sociopaths are what um, liking bitter foods. Black coffee is a huge one. Hold on. Are people actively trying to do some data analytics of their own? Yeah. To determine how close. Why are why were they why were they curious in the first place? So basically, they're they're just uh, as curious minds are. Uh, they're trying. I wonder if they're Nick tr- Bader is no, close not to not a not me specifically, but they're trying to say what are some red flags? What are some cur- precursors that we can say that they tick these boxes? That we can say, okay, all of these serial killers have one thing in common. Okay. And they go down the list. And some of the articles that I've read have said that um, there's a lot of there's there's some tendencies that I that I tick the box for, and there's some that I definitely do not. Um, Okay, but the mild ones I do. The mild ones. Mild ones. Like I love black coffee. They say um, most people like things that are sweet. But who is pointing this out to you? This is not pointing. No one's pointing this out. Okay. No, one, no person is pointing this out. All These right. are articles I've read. Oh, you're you're trying to verify that you're not a serial killer yourself. Uh, well, I know I'm not a serial killer because I've never. But killed you're just anybody. trying to confirm through <laughs> articles just, that you've read. I just I just want to just a quick double check. It's one of those like I feel I'm not. Let's see if you good housekeeping a, says I'm not as you well. You may be a sociopath yeah. if. And I'm like, wait and a you're second. Like, Let me just just I just think for I'm good not. Measure. Let's just run just through for good the measure. yeah. Uh, it's the fourth one this week, but I feel like this one's really going to be the nail but, in the coffin. But it was like, um, and it gave for instances, it's like, if you find yourself liking things that are bitter rather than sweet, such as black coffee, I'm like, yes. Gin, I'm like, oh, I love gin. Women. Yeah. It's like <laughs> scorned women. <laughs> yeah. Um, it said uh, IPAs, strong IPAs. I'm like, yes. Right. Um but are they aren't they describing every chef? No, because not chefs don't like bitter foods. It's a lot of chefs like uh, you know more, more extreme foods. Or I have uh, I have across a large, the spectrum. I have a large palate. Exactly. But I do enjoy bitter and savory more. You than You don't I think do that sp- most chefs have that same large no, palate? No, there's a lot of you know how many confectioners and stuff that are out there that are I'm like, like confectioners. I'm talking about chefs. Right, a chef that cooks sweet foods and and baked goods would be like a confectioner. Yeah, but we're not talking confectioners. We're talking about chefs that have white large palates, not confectioners. But you could say the same about a chef liking sweet food, and I don't like sweet food, so I would never cook a cake or bake a cake or fucking make fucking danishes because I'm like it's not something I'm interested in. This is honestly the first time. Uh, in 197 episodes that I've ever looked across the table at you yeah. and wondered, maybe he is a serial See, killer. there you go. There you go. <laughs> maybe I need that extra level of verification. But they said there's like they're manipulative. They use other people to get their ways. And, and it went down the list. And some things I ticked and some things I didn't. But a lot of it was like no remorse and using people. And, and those aren't things I do. And I'm like, okay, thank God. <laughs> I know I haven't killed anyone. I know I haven't killed anyone, but you never know. Maybe I'm like, uh, maybe I'm like one IPA away, one cup of black coffee, Bob. You know, uh, reek, reek, reek. <laughs> on a lot of the dating apps, yeah. um, statements such as 
I don't think I've ever killed anyone, but you never know, are, are great icebreakers. <laughs> yeah. Right before the first date. It's when which, you're supposed to meet at Applebee's. What's inside that block of ice is what you got to worry about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, I, yeah, we, this ahead. all stemmed from the fact that I, lo- I love, maybe I'm crazy, I love watching serial killer documentaries. I love watching true crime shit. I love watching um, The First 48. Uh, all that kind of shit. It's it's almost like picking at a scab. It it It's horrible to watch. But it's like it hurts so good. Like I'm, I'm, I'm like, trying to find one thing in what you just said that would be worthy of putting on a dating profile. And I, I can't I can't move my finger on it. <laughs> well, luckily I'm not trying to create one, so <laughs> but you know what? Uh let, let me pivot to the fact that we are, as we stated earlier, we're three weeks away from the two hundredth episode. And and I you know there was a bit of uh, there was a bit of a kerfuffle amongst the four co-hosts tonight as to like okay Corey couldn't do it and then Todd bought out at the last minute and there was a bit of a question like oh do we do we just go with just Nick and I doing the podcast mm-hmm. and and I had a very visceral uh, immediate reaction to that which was fuck yes we do mm-hmm. I've known Nick for uh, a long time not as long as. As I've known Corey, however, but it's been a long time. We've done 197 episodes together. Mm-hmm. If we can't, the two of us, come up with one hour of come shit on. to talk about, then we should just hang this up. How do we- like, I refuse to believe that we can't. Like, It's not even a question. Yes, we're going forward tonight. Yes, we're doing a podcast. And I think I've been uh, justified uh, by the fact that we've now gone 45 minutes and we haven't done a single segment. We've just been sharing things that we're interested in talking about. And this is exactly how you do it. But uh, I wanted to tie that back to last week yeah, where we had Kate as a special guest yes, on the episode. All I remember is she said how glorious my beard looked at the beginning of the show. She, she did. I, I, I she padded say, it She up. may have even said double glorious. She she padded it on the front, on the front end, and then it was all... Uh, <laughs> Finger wagging, blow dryer talk. After that, so well, she was concerned for your well being. <laughs> yeah. um, she's like, "How how dare you uh, burn up my favorite beard uh, yes. by your own crazy?" Oh, it would go. The amount of oil that's on. <laughs> I don't right, need it. I don't right need into the air. That. It's not. It's not like. It's not coming from my pores. It's like added. As far as I know, no, it's, yeah. it's being added. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, but I. I Having listened to the, so I, we just published uh, that episode, so it's now available up on the streaming services and YouTube very shortly once Corey gets his shit together. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had to listen to it again, and the thing that I, that caught my ear was, you know, Kate's one of the people that listens to us on a regular basis. There aren't too many of those. No. Lori, Gina, Kate. Dylan. Uh, Dylan, yeah, that's that's four. Yeah, we. I'm sure we have a top five. I'm not sure the fifth one is, but those are the four that come to mind. Um, there's some lurkers. I, there's always lurkers. Yeah, and we love you, whoever you are. We do. Please keep lurking. Um, but I was struck by her speaking style as I had to listen to it again to try mm-hmm. to figure out the the three main. Oh, things. I noticed it immediately. It was a very slow and deliberate. Yeah, but still radio friendly way of speaking. Uh, and we've certainly done a show where we all seem to be like 
tripping over words to to get as many things uh, said or accomplished in the in the hour that we have yeah. as possible. But she just seemed to like uh, the minute that she started speaking, she put the brakes on everything. She's. Uh, Did you get the same feeling? Oh, hundred percent. No, I I'm big into. Um, I, I love people with a great voice. I've told you you have a great voice. Um, many many times. It's, Thanks, buddy. It's 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 obviously nothing you can help. It's not like yeah, I grew it myself. Uh, yeah, my control. Really been uh, seasoning this voice in the backyard. You know, yeah. like it's nothing that you can help. But I like a good voice. My grandma's al- always used to say she's like. Um, you know, I like this person, he or she, they have a nice face. <laughs> and if someone did not have a nice face, she would let you know. She'd be like, yeah, I don't like their face. I don't like their face. Yeah, she would say that. <laughs> and and so I feel like I'm the same way, but with a voice. And I guess it works well with a podcast. But um, I knew instantly she has a great, um, a great radio voice. But it's a combination. It's like, um, it's like... Uh, very, very radio friendly, mm-hmm. very listenable, um, which what I just said was not, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but you, but you paced it at a, at a Kate pace. Yeah. Listenable. Listenable. Yeah. And, uh, there, there's, I feel like there's a trifecta in Kate's voice. Okay. There is radio friendly. I'm super high. <laughs> All right. And sultry. And I sultry. Think, I think those three things. Yeah. Because she's like, well, first of all, I just, I don't really know. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's it just slows the world down, but you're not mad about it. You're like. Not at all. Yeah. You're no. like, wait, I want to listen to what you have to say. Uh, it was a, so, so if, if you've listened to that episode, this would have been 196. Uh, we were. Kind of taken by surprise. Corey had arranged for her to stop by and then somehow um, hoodwinked her into coming down and being on the podcast. And she was not Mm -hmm. prepared to be on the show. No. But she was totally game. And she's like, "Uh, I guess this is what I'm fucking doing now. And that's what happened. We did not know she was coming. We we didn't know it's... typically, Typically, Corey pulls that kind of move. Like, hey, fellas, guess what I got planned for tonight? A big surprise, which, exactly. which, which you have no time to prepare for, and here it is. And that's what happened. But it turned out that, you know, the vibe that she brought to the show was something that I really want I, I want us to experience again because I think it took us all by surprise. When she took the mic and she started speaking, she just has this... It's not a clipped... Uh, it's it's not a, uh, a, a slurring way at all. It, nope. it's, a, it's a slow... And deliberate, like she was, she was choosing her words carefully, because she had not been, she didn't know she was going to be on the air. The crazy, the crazy thing about it is, is that you assume that it's like, um, that it's almost like this handicap, like it's this slow. Maybe I smoke too much, um, but then she comes up with these brilliant one-liners, or something that lets you know that it, this is just the delivery. This yeah. is this is not this is very premeditated. I know exactly what's going on. Like, right. you know, it's not it, it's not something negative. It's something positive and and she it's it all kind of comes together. Yeah. You know. Yeah. She so, gave as good as she got. 
Yeah. And uh, and she added a, some, something specific to the show that we, we haven't had for a while. Yeah, and I don't think it was just... Uh, Oh, I'm these are here. all these are all flowery words, Kate. Uh, uh, we were very impressed. We want you back. Yeah, it, I don't think it was like I'm here. Uh, yes, no, maybe. Like she no, you was could tell that she had listened to the show before, and absolutely, and she was not afraid to put each one of us in our place. Like at certain points, not at all. Which with with uh, with very intellectual things, which I, you know, I, yeah. as I remember, you know. actually, you you could argue that she let us dig our own graves. A, a few times. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. She she wasn't necessarily putting her, us in our places as much as she was like, yeah, that's kind of what I expect you to say. Yeah, because she probably said something like, uh, <laughs> so how about the blow dryer thing? And then I was like, wow, the blow dryer. And then like the next 45 minutes, I yes. just talked myself into yeah. a corner. Yeah, but she led you all the way. A- at yeah. any rate, um, that kind of, it got me to thinking that, um, you know, we, we're three weeks away from do, having done 200 episodes uh-huh. um, and those 200 episodes are they they don't count the handful of shitty episodes we did in the first five that didn't 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 even get published so it's actually 200 plus by now but officially uh available in the internet for consumption it were at 190 this is 197 um what do you think about when you think about when you sit and reflect on Jesus, tonight is one ninety-seven. Yeah, we're getting close to two hundred. Mm-hmm. Like that's a lot. I mean, I remember the feeling that I had when we got up to one hundred, but it, I feel like getting up to two hundred is almost—it's almost double that feeling. Well, <laughs> it's <laughs> well, well played, sir. Uh, it's not double that feeling. It—it's a different feeling because. We, it, because n- it number like one a, is it like a sneeze only better. No, number one, it is a. We don't have double the audience that we had at 100. <laughs> no, we have but like a third of that. We're not even. We're less than that. Let's yeah. say. Uh, but we've we. But at the same time, we've learned quite a bit and improved from 100 to 200. I think. Oh yeah. And and made the show that much better, that much tighter, that much. Uh, I mean, some might argue, maybe not so much, guys. But I think that we've we've tightened up our game quite a bit in the last 100 episodes. We've added a skeleton behind you during the Halloween season. Yeah, absolutely. There's I mean, a, that alone. One behind you. There's that alone. A lot of skeletons. Yeah. Perhaps skeletons with a key. However, I would say, uh, you know, what what do you what do you th- when I think about 200 episodes, uh, it, it's really uh, like I can't believe that we have maintained our own interest in keeping this going. Uh, oh, 100 percent. But I, I think we rest on the laurels of why we started this. And it, it may or may not be why you and Phil started this. Um, started in quotations. Uh, yeah. Did they really? I mean, you started guys. Started immediately abandoned. You guys started in yeah. theory. Yeah. Yeah. But but I, I know um, the conversation I had with Corey uh, that, as like with most conversations, he probably will finger wag. Ooh. He will uh, wag his finger about. But you know, I thought that was the beer that I had been drinking before, but it yeah. was quite a bit more full than that one. I could see that. Yeah. Um, but for those that don't know, um, Bob had almost begged and pleaded us like to do this podcast. 
um, several times. It, it was not as desperate as it sounds. It You're was it sound quite desperate. No, it wasn't. It was, um, hey, you know, if we got nothing going on tonight, maybe we should try doing a podcast episode. And it was always like that a, does sound very desperate. It was always a four letter word to to me and Corey. Really, we had no interest. We were like, no, no okay, we, let's let's just go to the bar. Let's not sit yeah. at home, yeah, like a bunch of weirdos and talk to ourselves. Let's go to the bar, right? Where <laughs> we could talk to ourselves and, like a bunch of weirdos. And, and Bob was very easily convinced. He was, yeah, okay, but he mentioned it to us. Uh, a bunch of times, um, and we never bid on it. And uh, he reminisced and said, you know, Phil and I wanted to start a podcast, and uh, he moved away, and it was just nothing we could ever do. And I remember the night specifically. Um, it was a night Bob couldn't come out, and Corey and I went up to Ray's. And he, he the previous week, uh, you had just said something about, Hey guys, if if we don't got anything going on, maybe we come sit around my kitchen table. We'll fire up the laptop and we just talk. You know, Joe and I tried to do it one time. Maybe it'd be something interesting we could do. And I looked at him and I said, "Corey, listen. Bob had mentioned this, blah blah." And he was, as you can imagine, and uh, yep. I said, "I am not excited about this. I'm not excited. It's not something that interests me." But I say this with any relationship, with a friendship, with a girlfriend, with a boyfriend, however you look at it, it doesn't have to be something that interests you. If you care about it, do, no, if you care about one person in any capacity, you know, yeah. if I care about you as a friend yeah. and you say something means something to me and I shit all over it and don't do it, then what kind of friend am I? So I said, as friends, we, we literally, if he has said this many times to us, this is obviously something he wants to do. If any one of us probably one or two times had said something to Bob, he'd be like, yeah, let's, let's try it out. You know why? I said, because Bob's a good friend. And that's something he would do. I said, and we, we need to serve him that same justice. And he was like, mm. all right. <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. And that was the creation. And and I said, uh, the next time we talk to him, um, let's let's see if this uh, let's see when he wants to do it. I said, if it's something we do once or twice and we're not interested, at least we can say that we made an attempt. Yeah. And it's been history ever since. <laughs> it has been history. <laughs> <laughs> but I think one of the conversations um that we also had for the three of us that kept it going was we enjoy going to the bar. We enjoy talking to each other. We have some funny moments. We crack each other up. Yeah. You and I can go to the bar and have a great time. Corey and I can go to the bar and have a great time. You and Corey can go to the bar and vice versa and, and, and so on and so forth. So to your defense, like, yeah, if we can go do something like that and, not have a breaking conversation, then why can't the two of us do one hour for a show? You know, it's very true. I mean, that that's why you and I are here by ourselves doing a, what's going on about an hour, um, just bullshitting. And, and it reminds me of how we got started, which, uh, some might argue this is no, no better than that. Uh, but that's fine. Um, uh, I've had a, I've had a blast doing it. Uh, we're gonna look back on two hundred episodes in another three weeks, uh, so no point in wasting more time here. But 
just to kind of uh, put a bow on the episode, I want to go into, and, and we're going to do a quick, quick uh, thing here. While you're pulling, <laughs> while you're putting on the shout out, we're going to do a gentleman's agreement. Gentlemen's 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 agreement. Oh, it's the motherfucking gentleman's agreement. Dial it down, number. No, I wanted to let it go. I bet, yeah, but I didn't put a drift off on the end, so it just hard stops, just as if you would have hard. See, stopped. I love the hard stop, and this was not my fault. <laughs> I know. Anyhow, all right. Uh, so, so real quick, what we're gonna do is uh, do a couple of reviews and then uh, assign each other some new stuff. Yep. Uh, Nick, you had to watch Belfast, and I feel like that was from Todd because he'd already signed it yeah. to Corey. Yep. All right. Uh, yeah, I know we have to be more succinct. And um, well, he's uh, not here. Of course, not here. So you can do whatever you want. A little lackluster, but um, I get. I, I totally get the direction. Um, if if it's something you want to watch, why are you going to listen to me spoil it? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, you don't have to give spoilers. So uh, what's it about? Belfast is. Uh, it's it's a, a movie specifically about what happened in Belfast back in the day um, in Ireland and Protestants versus Catholics. And it's something that's hard to describe. And I I feel like it, it hit me on the wrong day, like when I was watching it, because it seems like something I would really enjoy. And at the time, I just did not. Um, I don't know how. It was just very slow. It was very slow for me. Um, it's not something I would probably go back to. Okay. I think under different circumstances, if I watched it with more of an open mind, maybe I would enjoy it, but it just wasn't my bag. Okay. Just wasn't my thing. Yeah. Um, spoiler alert. It was the whole movie shot in black and white. Not that that makes a difference. I've seen a lot of Westerns in black and white, and it wasn't yeah. a big deal. Uh, but I kind of thought, uh, based on how it started, like it was going to be like uh, this was the historical aspect of it, and then it was going to switch to color. Oh, okay. Um, and I, I was kind of like waiting on the edge of my seat for that, and that never happened that I saw. But, yeah, um, I don't know. It was just a little slow for me. I know there were real-life events, which usually things like that are something I'm super pumped about watching but and i'm irish uh and i'm yeah. catholic uh so yeah but no that's fair i think this is the third review of belfast that we've had on the show uh so far so uh not everyone's gonna love it and i don't think we need to go deep into it and but, did uh, the first couple people like it i thought it was great yeah uh, okay cory was not a fan okay so um, all right yeah so so but again that that shouldn't have any impact on what how you should feel about it so it is what it is, not your company. And, and I think a lot of the things that you look for are a more refined Nick down the road way that that I should be looking at things. I think your your catalog, your your movie jacket is so much bigger than mine that you you're at a certain point that you also mm-hmm. look for 
acting and scenes and lighting and things like uh, where they shot it and if it's historically accurate. And I think it's deeper than what I'm looking for. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, no. every, everybody's got their different. Uh, got to start somewhere. Absolutely, you know? and things that they that they watch movies for, and you know, I, I would never. I, uh, the only thing I would ever do is to say like, "Oh, I'm learning more about what Nick likes to watch and what he doesn't like to watch," and uh, and that's really what we're doing here. So, and it's weird. I mean, it's hard. It's hard to tell from from the inside. And I can only imagine what it's like from the outside because it's like, yeah. Uh, well, he can watch a western from the fucking '60s in black and white, and watch it many, many times over and over, and love it. But that's and a, then, it's a different. Uh, I wouldn't compare Belfast to a western. No, that was in black and white. But I'm saying like something older, or to the appearance of being older. You know, there, there's also a. Like it's not a light switch with me. I'm not like, oh, which is the which is cool. I feel like yeah. it's it's a good, it's a good check mark next to my personality because like, I'm not like, oh, if this is um, if this doesn't, is this is not relatable. If it doesn't age well, yeah, I'm just never gonna like it because that's not true. Because I can watch things from the '50s and love it, and then I watch things from the '80s and something. Hate it. Something corny from the eighties, and I'm right. like, I no, this is stupid. Yeah, it's all it's all about learning your your audience. Because I liked Werewolf in London. That there, there's just no telling sometimes. However, <laughs> sometimes you can tell, and sometimes you be like, look, and the fact that you started off by saying like maybe I wasn't in the mood to watch it. This has never happened to me, but uh, it happens to Lori all the time. It happens to a lot of other people. Sometimes you're just not in the mood to watch a particular type of thing. You're not receptive to it. Yeah. Right. Walls like, go up. You, you might just be like, man, I can't deal with anything but a comedy tonight. Yeah. If it's a deep movie, like I got to think about it, I got to read it. It's, it's a drama. I'm not even going to. It's the forced aspect yeah, of it. it you right. Know? Whereas if you were in the mood for it, like you might love it. If I And you got to respect that. Yeah. If I sat down and it was. Projected yeah. on a big screen, and I was having a couple cocktails, and maybe I might really enjoy it. Maybe you'll come back to it one day. But if I'm like, you know what, I, I've got a time crunch in here, and I got to watch this, I, I wouldn't pick yeah. this myself. That is the other thing about Gentleman's Agreement, which is that it is an assignment, and you, you know, we we try to watch it within a week's time, and sometimes that becomes hard to do because life gets in the way. So, and I will say, I have an open mind. So if there was ever yeah. an occurrence, like if if one day you guys said, hey, let's go outside and put it on the projector. I would be, I'd be down for it. I'd be like, yeah, okay. All right. Well, I had to watch a season eight of Alone. Now, Alone is a, a series on... Uh, Can we do shit. this, by the way? What's that? Oh, uh, we could. I still got a poor mind. You did say a couple minutes ago, you're like, oh, well, Nick Reddy's his shot. I'm going to... I, I did. And then I and then I started talking. I never poured mine. We need bartenders here, really. We do. <laughs> we need, we need uh, bellhops and... Uh, um, for Sir, all our luggage. servants and uh, all, all sorts of things. Could you take this up to room 133, please? <laughs> Smith has massaged my brain. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Oh. Mm-hmm. I had to watch Alone. It was a double gulper. I was. I had already been signed Alone two years ago. Did you know that last week? No. Okay. I'd forgotten. It's been two years. Two years ago, you were assigned uh, a couple episodes from season one. This specifically this was season, was season eight. eight. Okay. Yeah, I watched all of season eight. <laughs> Did you really? The whole season. 
Okay. Well, that says something. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, not in Corey terms, because apparently he watches things out of spite. Out of spite, yeah. Which, by the way, I'm all in favor of. Uh, <laughs> some of the best things I've done have been out of spite. <laughs> uh, they've given me the most satisfaction. Just don't try and return clothes. <sighs> True. Uh, but I, I will say, so I was, I was talking about this with Nick for the show. Uh, we, we happen to be talking about, um, just survival on your own. Um, we headed out to get, we thought it was a bright idea. Let's go get some firewood for the fire before we start drinking. Sure. So we don't have to leave the house. So I got out there, he made the comment like, Hey, can you imagine back in the day, you know, hundreds and hundreds of years ago when your survival was predicated upon you chopping up enough wood with an axe in the forest to make sure that you made it through the wintertime. Because, uh, and the only reason I said that was because we go through just in a couple hours yeah, so much wood to try and entertain ourselves or to, to slightly keep us warm right? in the fall. Right, when let alone when winter. It's Fifty-seven degrees. Let right? alone winter. Forget about yeah. When it's like two degrees, and we just we just burn through it when some machine is splitting it up into nice little pieces, and it's yeah. all dry and everything. And what I said was, could you imagine if your livelihood depended on like, hey, we we as in uh, you and I, uh, my wife, my kids, uh, all of us in this small uh, uninsulated log cabin. We are right. we are only going to survive winter if we have enough dry wood to keep us warm, and this is what is keeping the house warm. Like yeah, and keeping all, you alive from, all the, all the time, from freezing to death. So, could you imagine? I mean, it's it's a big difference between wow, this really sucks paying a hundred dollars for a face cord that yeah. some man delivers uh, all nicely wrapped up in a bow to my house. Right. Um, yeah, then I have this hatchet. And I have to chop this timber and split it, and all the time, yeah, constantly, every day, every, every day, day, in the snow, in the rain, without fail, or I will freeze. My family, everyone will die. Yeah. Uh, so, so I, I really like alone. Um, I like the first season. I remember, and the, and this is obviously so. It's been years, right? This is season eight. Cameras are better. Um, the scenario is a little bit better. Uh, this was uh, British Columbia they were in. Yeah. Um, I I think I was in from the first couple episodes. I'm like, no, I'm going to watch this. I, I was hooked enough to go like, okay, I had my favorites. I had the ones who I want. <laughs> I, I, want I, wanted to, I wanted to see them tap out. I want some to die. Yeah. Well, not to die. But no one's going to die. Uh, that's not a show. This no. is Alone is a very particular show where you you have to they drop you off in a particular part of the wilderness um or, or the country and this this season was up in british columbia where it can get very cold uh but they've been dropped in other seasons in uh more sunny climates and i don't think i remember that i i haven't watched them either i've only watched a couple from season one and all of season eight but but i i one of the episodes was like a look back at Oh, really? Yeah. So I'm like, oh, here's all these seasons I never watched. So I'm like, okay, I I get that sometimes we're in different climates. You know what? Even though I didn't watch a lot of it that yeah. I can remember, yeah. I enjoyed Survivor, I think. Uh, I, I I think I did until I... I, I think I only, like watched season a couple, two, I only watched a couple like, episodes of it. Uh, I like, like the premise. I like the idea of... But they, they never did a very good job on uh, not breaking the fourth wall. Like, it was very clear that 
there was a lot of engineering going on behind the scenes. And it was who's fighting with for who entertainment. And blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like this is torches oh, lit. Alone. Come here that's why the, I like alone because it's they drop you off. You're done now. I think that they are dropping them off with cameras, but I've heard, and I won't say who, Corey. T- no, I maybe. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I. That that there's some doubt about that, so, some poo pooing going out like ah, there's cameramen out there with them all the time. I, and I'm like, I don't think so. I, and if that's true, I don't want to know. I I also um I'm on I'm on the edge about this. I'm on I'm kind of teetering. Yeah. And this is also something I talked about at work a couple of days ago. It's it's really funny. We're talking a lot of, about things that I've touched on this week. Um, but I was explaining this to somebody, yeah. and. I said, and one of the guys was like, oh, man, I, I love that show, blah, blah, blah. And I said, you know what? To speak from a production standpoint, yeah, um, I feel that alone as a series, they, uh, they're very scientific about it. They're like, um, as you would have a control, you would have a placebo group. I feel like they're very specific on, hey, no, if we're going to call this alone, they're going to be alone. So I agree with that. I, I feel like they are by themselves. I feel like they do have, and one of the guys that works like, oh, yeah, but some of the angles, maybe they had some drones. I'm like, no, I don't think so. But I do think that they have expert photographers yeah. with telephoto video equipment. I don't think sure. I don't think they're anywhere close. Or, I, or they've set up cameras already before they get there. They know where they're dropping them off before they even drop yes. them off there. Because a lot of that, but the, the fact that that the thought that they are there's like camera crews, no, standing outside, no, like I don't no, believe I, that. Nope, I don't believe that either. I believe they're like, um, as far as the person is concerned, yeah, they're absolutely alone. Yeah, I don't feel like there's ever a point where one of those folks are going to be like. Oh, every now and then I'd see a cameraman. No, I don't think that. Yeah, the point of the show is for them to survive alone for sometimes up to like 45 days, where every day, as you said, they have to uh, chop enough wood to make a fire to not only keep warm, but to cook things, cook food for themselves. They have to get the food. They have to find water. And in this particular season, water didn't seem to be a problem. It was more food that was the problem. Isn't it kind of messed up? Because like a lot of the episodes that I watched, and I think it was a couple different seasons. Yeah, they drop. Not only are they in British Columbia yeah. area, but they drop them off like now, like in mid in to late f- like October. fall. Yeah, fall, mid early winter, where where it's about to turn into winter. But you know what? But they're all going through the same thing. I mean, they're not in the same area. No, they're, but they're that's, like miles apart from each other. But if it was summer, anyone could survive in summer. They're trying to right. I mean, it, it really doesn't matter that if they do in summer. Now we're like, who can go 180 days? I can go 170. Can you go 190? Right. But now in the wintertime, like I can go 30. Can you go 35? Exactly. It really, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. They're they're not going to let these people starve to death or freeze to death. But I think it makes for better television when probably when, when you start off. There's more at stake when you start off and at the end of you're fall. In, you're in some light yeah. clothing, and yeah. you're like, oh, fire's not that big of a deal, and then right. all of a sudden. They snow wake up in the out. morning and they start seeing snowflakes. Yeah. I think that's amazing because it's like, right? You know the it's winter is coming. You know it's like it's yeah. for them. I think it's very real. You know, yeah. So suffice to say, I I really really like this season. Um, I don't know that this is a show where you need to watch season one and two and all the way up to eight to no, enjoy that's why season I love it. eight. 
You can start in season eight. I will say that for season eight, um, Biko is my boy. I don't remember. I'd have to look I, him up. I, but. Again, this is not supposed to be. This is supposed to be spoiler free. Yeah. So I won't see anything more. But all I will B- say is Biko is my boy. We can talk about it after the show. Biko. Biko. Yeah. So let's do uh, new assignments for next week. Okay. Uh, for you, sir. I am going to, based on our conversation throughout the whole episode, I am giving you final. <laughs> <laughs> that guy? Yeah. What? We can talk about it afterward. Okay, okay. For, based on our conversation in this episode, I am finally giving you Kirby Enthusiasm. Okay. We talked about Larry David. We talked about Jerry Seinfeld. That, I've never seen it. That's it. So you got to give it a shot. That means you got to watch two hours worth. Yeah. Okay. So that's generally four episodes. Okay. All right. And for me? Unsolved Mysteries. Now, Unsolved Mysteries is a show that existed back when I was in my 20s, and now it's like there's a resurgence. Yep. What am I watching? Is there a particular season? Uh, it's it's No, it's not specific, and in, in quite Any honestly. Any Unsolved Mysteries? I, yeah, I would say just start from the, the, new, the new episodes. The new episodes. Yeah, that's available on Netflix. Netflix, okay. Yeah. But it's, wh- when did the new episodes start? Last couple years? Well... Uh, if you see Robert Stack, who's been dead for some time, so you're not, watching the wrong <laughs> yeah. one. So who's the new host? If it's not Robert Stack, um, I don't think they really. I if think you say a Wahlberg, no, it's, I might no be it's, out. It's a voiceover. I don't think you can really tell who it is. Really? Yeah, it's not someone standing in a trench coat like Robert Stack would do. Okay. Even though he, he did the, wear a mean trench coat, the old episodes were amazing, and he was creepy as fuck. Nah, but see, I saw him in an airplane, so he's not creepy at all to me. But the crazy part about Unsolved Mysteries is because it, it's going to be hit or miss with you because yeah. it may be involving things that you don't like. So it may be like someone that's murdered someone. That, that's and, okay. And you're going to be like, oh, God, this is just like okay. a but, murder but, documentary. But if it's two straight hours of like four straight 30-minute episodes of a serial killer, no, that's, that's not. where I'd be like, oh, okay. The coolest, thing about Unso- right. the coolest thing about Unsolved Mysteries is that and I remember intimately speaking about this with my brother when we were very younger. We were very, very young. Um, is he used to say, and my dad thought it was the greatest show in the world, the old, the old show. Yeah. Um, was that I used to say that the serial killer, like burglars, things like that, were very terrifying to me. Yeah. And my brother's like, no. To me, were like the alien episodes where people were like abducted and stuff, and I'm like. Yeah, but that's not real. That doesn't scare me. <laughs> well, these, as far as you do, these people yeah. are real. Yeah. yeah. So, but they would pepper the episodes with different, it, whatever the unsolved oh, okay. mystery of the time was. You All know, right. it wasn't just this person was murdered. This person went missing. You know. Right. So, and I, I, I vividly remember that, and him saying that the alien things would scare him. Why? How many aliens have you seen? Because I haven't seen any, but I, I've seen crazy people. <laughs> I've seen uh, crazy people my entire yeah, life. Exactly. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's the episode for the week. Thank you for joining us. Please stick with us, and uh, we'll see you here next weekend. Peace and love. Have a good one.